0: Have you heard yourself say, Oh, my, uh, business or my restaurants, my baby. Here's the thing, friend. Babies need babysitting, babies, poop, babies need food. Uh, babies need a lot of care every hour. They need something from you. Instead. I want to challenge you that we need to view our restaurants more like a machine. We want a restaurant to be a machine, just like a car, right? A car is a big system. And within that big system, you have little micro systems that work together for the vehicle to, to drive. And all you control is the pedal on the gas and obviously uh, the pedal on the brake. But that's what you want to be. Your restaurant, as a restaurant owner, as a restaurant manager, you want the restaurant to be working more like a machine that it doesn't need you for every little thing. Today, I'm sharing with you 37. And yes, I could have gone longer and longer, but these are 37 systems that we've been working on for our restaurants in the last six years um, to be able to kind of, Again, our vision is for us to not be a slave to our restaurants. And this is my goal here in Making Doe Show, uh, to help you run a profitable restaurant that does not run you. So I'm going to share with you 37 systems we've been working on in hopes that you can identify a few systems that you need to maybe improve upon to get closer and closer to being free from, you know, the baby that is your restaurant. So it grows up and turns into a machine. Before that, I want to talk to you about a little bit about systems and what we're talking about. So the definition of a system, you know, that's out there is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized scheme or method. So bottom line, what it is, is that no matter who does a particular task, we always want to get a consistent and predictable result. So it doesn't matter if I'm making a pizza or you're making a pizza. A customer should not be able to tell who made that pizza or every time they come in, they get a different product, for instance, or if this person is my closing lead versus that closer or when this manager places the food order or that manager places the food order. If there are inconsistencies in any areas of our restaurant, that means we have a system problem. Systems are ultimately a set of procedures that you have in place. Standards and guidelines. And of course, tracking is part of that system to make sure that it's running well. And these systems and tracking and all of that jazz must be communicated, um, to the team on an ongoing basis. We are training people according to the system as well. We're tracking results also according to the system. So I'm going to share with you 10 management slash HR systems that you need to have in place. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and hear again of all the ones that we're talking about. What are the systems that you're gonna be working on? What have you worked on? What's working, what's not working? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So if you're watching this show on YouTube, be sure to comment uh, down in the comment section. And you can always send me an email to makingdosha@gmail.com at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. When it comes to HR management, it starts with your job listing. Do you have a system for listing positions that you have available in your restaurant? Or the last time that maybe you updated your job listing was, I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, and you've not revisited those job postings. The second system you need to have is the hiring process. As part of the hiring process, of course, is like, when somebody applies to come work for your restaurant, for example, how are you contacting them to come for an interview? How are you communicating what to bring to the interview? Or if, if you know, how does that, your interviewing procedure kind of look like uh, in general? How are you communicating when somebody was hired or not hired? Just that whole hiring process, you know, do you have systems in place for that? Or it all relies on you to be there to hire people. One of the things that we did is about, I want to say, two to three years ago, we freed ourselves from the hiring process. And instead, we gave it to our managers. So we created systems for that. What do we look for? What's the culture? How to kind of, we created trainings for for our managers to know um, how to hire, you know, how to choose a, a new hire. Now, do they screw up? Yes, all the time. Have we ourselves hired bad hire? Yes, it's a 50-50. Some people do great in interviews and then, uh, are not the best on the job and vice versa, and you know that, so might as well get a manager uh, to do this task instead of you if you 're the restaurant owner. The third system you have in pl- you need to have in place is your onboarding process part of that obviously is your basic paperwork you need to have employee handbook do you have a procedure you know f- to administer that employee handbook do you have you know how are you going to make sure a new hire? is actually reading that employee handbook and they're signing it. They understand it because that's like your constitution. That's how you're going to be holding people accountable according to your employee handbook. How are you communicating, you know, the mission of your, your restaurant, the values you have, you know, that's kind of core values, if you have those, um, and kind of what we have done for our onboarding system is that I'm going to say, In the beginning, we used to spend so much time hiring people, training people. And I realized I have no life. And sometimes a person may stick around for a month or maybe a few years. But overall, I realized, listen, I I can't I can't be doing this all the time. So I recorded videos of an onboarding uh, process, setting expectations, you know, why we do what we do in our company, a little bit of the history about our company and all of that. And I put them on video. And that's part of our onboarding system. The fourth system that you need to have in place is training. Training is done in both ways. And I hammer that on this show all the time because we're obsessed with it. Uh, one of our core values is, um, one of our core values is always investing in myself. So we're really obsessed with that because I feel and I've mentioned it many times, if you have a highly skilled team, if people are trained, it is much easier to manage them. You don't need to be correcting people all the time. If you're feeling that you have to yell at people all the time and correct them, no, don't do this, do this, da-da-da. All of that is because when it comes to training, we did not do a good job at that. Does that make sense? So training, you need to have systems for it. And we're, again, revamping those I'm going to say every two years, we're going through them again. Our closing training, do we need a video for it? Do we need a checklist? Do we need a poster? We update those things quite often because that's a critical aspect um, of our machine. The next system, the fifth one that you need to have in place is a coaching system They're uh, of a f- providing feedback to your team. There's always going to be either positive or negative feedback. If people are just mediocre, then they need to get received feedback on the fact that they're doing a slight of a mediocre job and investigate what's going on there. Do you have a system for that? Do you have coaching, um, checklists? Do you have, you know, a system for your managers to coach people, things be documented in a written format that it goes into folders. So either people are get good or they get out. The next uh, system you need to have in place is a pre-shift system. So when people come in upon arrival, what are their duties? What are they going to do to set the shift up for success? Set the team, set the operations and all of that for success. So do you have a pre-shifting system in place? Again, part of that a system is checklists and or videos that you have in place. Because if the shift starts chaotic and without a plan, Uh, then kind of you, again, the whole shift is going to go down really fast. As you know, just like a sinking ship. The seventh system is, do you have a, again, a system in place to report any employee incidents? There are incidents between. Between employees, there are incidents between employees and customers. There are incidents between employees and equipment. Do you have a proper reporting system for that? Because if there are any kind of incidents, those need to be documented. Do you have a system and standards for labor and scheduling? If not, you know, what are the guidelines? And on a Monday, we usually have like hypothetically three drivers. We need three cooks on a Wednesday. Our Friday nights, we run this way. If you're going to have your managers doing the schedule, you need to set them up with a system. This is the system. This is the way we do it here instead of you doing the tasks. So if you're doing it, it's your role to create a system so you can hand it to somebody else to drive the vehicle because there's only one, one car you can drive at a time. If you're hoping to one day drive multiple cars and have multiple restaurants, you need to have this one as well systematized so other people can do the schedule following your system standard and guidelines. Another one is... Uh, ninth one is a disciplinary system. Yes, as I told you, you know that what's the per- the path of somebody, especially if you are going to delegate the hiring process to your managers, you must have a disciplinary system in place. That again, as I mentioned, either people are getting good or they're getting out. So the getting out, in terms, it's a liability for your company. You can't just fire somebody for whatever thing it is. So part of the disciplinary is, you know, do you have a coaching process, which was the coaching slips that are documented. The other one is write-ups. When is a manager to issue a write-up? Uh, do employ- Are employees aware of doing this task will earn me a write-up? And what does that mean? Three write-ups maybe means termination. You want to make sure the employee understands the path they're on. And that is part of the disciplinary system that you need to have in place. Last but not least, when it comes to kind of HR and management systems that you need to have in place is a meeting uh, system, You know, meetings, we have daily meetings. We have weekly meetings. We have weekly meetings between the management team with the kitchen, the front of the house management. Uh, we have between director of ops and the owner. There are multiple meetings that happen on a weekly basis. Their meetings happen the monthly. They're, you know, marketing meetings, strategic meetings. We have quarterly meetings. You know, all kinds of meetings that we do have in place. You need to have a format to follow. If you're just getting together to have a meeting and chat about You're not being as effective. Things need to be documented. A lot of times, so for what we do is we have forms that need to be filled out and reporting that need to be um, provided for each of those. And the managers, before the meeting, they fill out those Google Docs. So we have a written record. Of all of those words are just sound waves into the universe. You know, there's no way to uh, catch them. So you need to make sure things are written and documented. It also looks way more official when things are documented. It goes into folders and does that make sense? Again, when, if you're building a machine, we need to be moving more towards something more official. All right, let's talk about ops systems that you need to have in place. I'm going to share with you 10 different ops systems that you must have in place. So what you want to do is have these, kind of gradually work toward these and add them, And then from then on, it's going to be a non-perfect system. You will have that gives you an opportunity to put it into use into your operations and constantly, uh, course, correct and improve that system. Nothing will be perfect ever. So all I'm telling you is ultimately we're going to set these systems in place that you need to set in place for your restaurant. And as a CEO of your restaurant, as a restaurant owner, your role is to always assess, get reporting, getting an understanding of how you're going to continue to improve upon these systems. First one is your inventory. Now, these are not an important uh, kind of, I'm sorry, and not in a sequential uh, thing, but you need to have a system to conduct inventory. Inventory um, is what we do, obviously, in the restaurant, Right we do it weekly. Some folks do it like daily. Even I know like, for example, Pizza Hut, I think at least I had heard is like at least some of the locations, they do their top, um, most used items, uh, daily. They do an inventory of the top 10, uh, weekly, of course, end of the month, what's going to be the system for your restaurant? Start with something simple and complicated later. Um, and so you need to have an inventory system that you can hand it to a manager or a team member that they can follow and learn and do that task. Inventory in itself is not a complex rocket science brain surgery thing. So maybe you shouldn't need to do that. What you need to do is hold someone else accountable who does this task. Close after inventory, of course, the second thing is you need to have a system for placing the food order. You already know that you need to have par levels of You know, on a Friday, how much cheese we need to have on hand, how much chicken we need to have on hand. And, you know, that is, again, it won't be a perfect system. Summer to winter, that changes, of course. That requires a lot of discernment and experience. But you need to have a system in place to equip your managers to know how to place the food order properly so you don't end up with a whole lot of chemicals at hand or things are misplaced and all kinds of stuff. If you do not have proper homes for where things go that leads into, you know, when the food order is, um, if you don't have a system for putting the food order away. Then people are going to put the food order here and there, and you you think you're out of something when in reality it was simply misplaced. You know, that never happens to any restaurant, I'm sure, only our restaurant. But anyway, so that's another aspect that we're constantly working and improving upon. When it comes to ops, you must have a system for your portion control. With your recipes, you need to communicate, and this must be followed to the T or else. I feel like a lot of times, if you're not like a franchise restaurant, sometimes the team thinks that they can negotiate. They think, well, you know, I I like my food a little spicier, or, or this and this and that and they change stuff up, and sometimes I'm like, What would Chick fil A do? You know, if, when people come in and they want to change the stuff, I really don't think they're as um, lenient in changing the recipes or McDonald's. Do you know what I'm saying? So, set up a standard for your recipes, and you need to make sure the team knows this is gonna be followed to the T with the portion control or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So, we've had like sometimes people are like, I really like bacon on my pizza, so when you know, people are topping a bacon. Uh, on a pizza, especially when they're hungry. Oh my gosh. They put on a whole amount on like, what is, anyway, I don't want to go there. You, you know what I'm talking about. The fourth system you need to have in place when it comes to your ops is your ticket time. Yes. You need a system for that. You know, trainings to make sure that the system is accomplished when it comes to your ticket times. I've hammered this topic and on the show many, many times people want food and they want it now. If they wanted to wait 45 minutes for their food or their pasta dish, they would have cooked it at home. They would have gotten something frozen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're coming to you. They're hungry. They want their food now. So, for example, one of the systems we have for our ticket time is that we call something called 10-20-30 rule. So that way we're like within 10 minutes, folks need to receive their, if it's a dine-in. They need to receive their food within 10 minutes. If it's a pickup, our ticket times max is 20 minutes. If it's a delivery within 30 minutes, driver needs to be out the door. That's kind of, these are some of the guidelines we have put in as part of our ticket systems. The fifth one is you need to have a system for your kitchen flow. You need to see where we're, like, for example, when um, a food is being prepped, what's the flow of the kitchen um, if it's for a pickup or it's for delivery, where do drivers come in and get their food on? Or, or like, for example, the, the fridge is over here, but the warmers over there. You must have a system for the flow of your kitchen. That is the most efficient path, the fastest path. To getting that food out of the kitchen and into the mouth of the customer, no matter the dining option, the sixth system you need to have in place, nothing. You knew you need to have opening and closing systems in place that people follow. So it's not like when so-and-so closes, the drains are done or they're not done. Or when so-and-so opens, you know, then in the afternoon, we're out of prep because the game plan wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So we need to have an opening system and a closing system. And that part of that is a checklist that you need to start creating and putting into use on a daily basis. Seventh, you must have a maintenance system. You know, you have equipment, equipment breaks down or it is just us and you all this restaurant equipment never breaks down. No equipment sadly breaks down. You need to have a system to maintain, whether it's your AC, whether it's your walk-in, whether it's your ovens and things of that nature, you need to have a maintenance system and a schedule and reporting. This is all part of a system that you need to have. Eighth thing is a daily prep system. And who does what, when it comes to prep, it's not just, okay, we need to have a chart of what needs to get prepped every single day. Oh, on Monday we do the, we slice this much onions and, or on Wednesday we make chicken breast or this part of the prep system is the recipes for all the prep that needs to happen. You also need to have who does what and when, and the training and the reporting and the communication of all that. So that's all part of your prep system that you need to have in place. When it comes to ops, another thing you need to have is a troubleshooting system. I don't know if you have any trouble with when it comes to your operations. Well, we tend to have a lot of trouble here and there. What's going to be the, the process and a system for a manager to know when this problem happens, do what? You know, do you have like a what-if system? Uh, you know, when it comes to just overall in your operations. So, the, you know, what are the trouble troubleshooting process for um uh, different problems that happen in your restaurant we had to sit down and we ask our like all of our management leadership teams you know what are some of the random stuff that happens in the restaurant so we took out like a long list and then we had to come up okay if this happens do this 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 if the water heater you know we don't have hot water do this 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 um if the pos system is offline do this 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 is like a troubleshooting you know who to call um if the AC is not working. Call this person, notify this, send a text message to that, follow up with this, fill out a report that, you know. Do you have like a troubleshooting system in place to equip your managers? 10th one, obviously, is a customer service problem, you know, I'm sorry, customer service system in place, you know, when a a poor review is placed online, which never happens ever, you know, what's the procedure, who is in charge of responding to those? How do we respond to them? What if they're positive? What if they're negative? What if they're service related? What if they're food quality related? What what if it was a delivery? What if it was, you know, all of those cases, you need to consider and come up with a system that you can equip your front of the house manager you, you cannot just rely on their discernment because their discernment may not match your discernment. Maybe they discern that we need to give everybody free food. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? And if that's the case and you don't have a system, you cannot blame them for doing what they think is best. So we need to have a system in place when it comes to our customer service. If it's presented in store, if it's when a call, customer calls over the phone, that the delivery took so long, what to do, what questions to ask to resolve that. In fact, I went over, uh, it's a playlist. I'm going to link down below with uh, customer service, how to handle, you know, different complaints properly I shared parts of our system and and those videos as well. I will link down below. Great. We're going to go over 12 different marketing systems you need to have in place friend. If you know, if everything is working great operations, we have fantastic people and management, highly skilled and trained people, but you don't have customers. We got, we got problems there's nothing to work with so as you know i'm obsessed with making sure we're continuing to grow our sales so we need to make sure we have marketing systems in place uh, there uh, as well so let me go share with you a few of those first off and there's something that i'm working on for our restaurant and then you need to have cohesive branding that's part of a system you know what are the colors of your um, social media posts what are the fonts you usually use uh, when somebody comes to your website you know All of that has got to be a cohesive branding as well as the language of your brand, and it needs to match your in-store branding. Now, if you are not still profitable, and if you're in the first three years of your restaurant, you should not need to go and spend a boatload of money paying a branding company to get those stuff. We've always done things very frugally. And for the first few years, we really didn't do any of those. And now we're just kind of starting to do more of that because we're way more profitable than we used to be. So that's, you know, then you go spend your money wisely to become a little bit better at these stuff. If if you're not profitable, ignore this particular one in terms of your cohesive brand. Do you know what I'm saying? Next one is you need to have a system for campaigning a promotion. Whenever you have a deal, whenever you have a new menu item, you know, what is going to be the system that you're going to follow uh, as part of that campaign, I, in fact, have a show about, you know, um how to set up a promotion. I go over like 10 different places I share about that one promotion to make sure I get as many eyeballs. A lot of restaurants think that I need to have multiple deals and offers running at the same time. My view has been, I don't want to complicate operations. I don't want to, cause I need to make sure our front of the house knows our thing. And if I'm creating the graphics, if I'm creating all the stuff for this thing, I don't really have the time. So I want to make sure I do less, but better. So I have a campaigning, a promotion, system in place that every time that I have like a week weekly feed the family deal, I want to make sure it's in 10 to 12 different places that I'm listing them at, you know, whether it's social media, is the ad, is email marketing, is it text marketing, is it Facebook groups, is it like a Google post? They're like 10 to 12 places i place that offer as a system that helps me be more effective with that one offer instead of, you know, just being all over the place. So as part of that is going to be different systems in place. Do you have an email marketing system? You need to be sending an email every week. Some of this stuff, you know, what happens is a lot of times people tell you, you know, about different marketing tactics and you know that you need thousands of customers, friend. So even if you can get 50 customers to give you 20 bucks you know that's what is that is that like a thousand bucks you know i'm okay with a thousand dollars if i only get 50 customers per week i'm okay with that you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm always cool with that so ultimately my point is i feel as restaurant owners at least my view is you need to a little bit have multiple things in place i'm not saying do one thing or another so email you need to have a system in place that you send an email every single week the fourth thing is text message marketing i know you probably know that i'm I'm very adamant about it. We've done this for six years uh, and it's very effective. People check their text messages and they usually check it within five minutes. So again, that is um, is a marketing service I also offer. But I do that for our restaurants as well. Every single week, religiously, without fail for the last six years, we've sent a text message. It's easier and faster to set up. Then email has no graphics, it's 160 characters. Obviously, it's pretty simple. If you need help with that, let me know. Send me an email to show at gmail.com or leave a comment below. I'd be happy to help you with that. Social media and content creation. You already know that you need to have a system in place that you're not like reactive. Oh no, we've not posted something for three days. We better post something. And then you just take a picture in the kitchen that the lighting is not very good. You know The caption isn't thorough enough. We're lacking a system on that. And you know, as I'm recording, this it is end of 2020. I mean, we got to get this one figured out. I did mention about customer service systems, but as part of the marketing is because to me, it's a marketing in terms of how we're perceived as other people that are going to read those online reviews, hundreds, if not thousands in the years to come. I want to have a marketing system in place. I, we do have scripts. I have templates that we use. In fact, I think I have it uh, in our resources as well. It's a PDF um, on, I have multiple shows on that here as well, on how to handle customer uh, online reviews. How to respond to them using templates. And I do have a template freely for you if you want. And I'm going to link it down below as well to save you some time so you can go make some dough. You must have a system for your marketing budget and how you're going to allocate that money to different things, you know, and how are you going to define what, you know, what your budget is going to be and all of that. Do you have a system for that, friend? Easy way of doing that is like 1% of my sales. For example, you're like, 1% of my sales, I'm going to dedicate to marketing. Then you need to figure out where that money is going and how are you going to measure um, the effectiveness of that investment. By that what's the return on the investment of you putting money into different things. For example, one of the things we did for, I must say, two years was we had a highway sign for our main flagship location. My husband wanted to have that. It was like, I must say... $400 a month, three to $400 a month for having that sign. I was trying to keep telling him, we've not had one person telling us if it's effective to come here because of the sign. You know, how are we going to measure the effectiveness of that investment? We stopped paying for the tax dot, which is the, the highway sign, and sales has not gone down as a result of the highway sign in our case. Now, it may be effective for you. It depends on what kind of a restaurant you have and all of that. I'm not. I'm not bashing the highway sign. I'm just saying you need to have a way of tracking if it's working or it's not working. You're just throwing money into the air, and nobody wants to do that. One of the ways that is great to uh, to build goodwill in town and your community is doing giveaways. You need to have a giveaway system. Why? Because the giveaway you need to figure out what's the objective of my giveaway. Um, what's going to be the media, photo, video to publish that social media giveaway? Uh, how am I going to? Um, choose winners how am i going to give the whatever e-gift it is that you promised is it going to be you're going to text it to them you're going to email it to them how are you going to you know make sure you inform your team uh, to make sure that when a customer comes in that they want a, a giveaway or something that they're well treated all of those as part of a giveaway system as part of your marketing system you really need to have that it has been it is um Worked great for us. Always when we have a new dish, I do giveaways. When I have new promotions, I do giveaways. I do giveaways for teachers. We do giveaway. Tag your spouse. Da, da, da. All of that, it builds tremendous amount of goodwill. And if you don't have a giveaway system for as part of your marketing, I recommend you do set that up. Uh number 11 you need to have a Facebook Facebook group system. I have videos on the how critical it is for you to take advantage of Facebook groups locally in, you know, wherever you live and through to 5 mile radius of your restaurant. I've mentioned that you know we have multiple very active Facebook groups. Uh, in our community where there are like 20, 25,000 people in some of these groups and uh, you must have a system of making sure you're sharing posts every week, maybe a couple of times that you're engaging with the people and you're well known in the community. It is free for God's sakes and not a lot of things are free. Last but not least, I wanted to share this with you as a 12th thing when it comes to your marketing system. You need to have an organizational system for all of your media you know, I, the, and uh, again, I'd be happy to share some of these things. Uh, if, if you're interested in any of these systems, you'd like me to share in more depth. So let me know. I'll do my best to share more with you. But for example, this one is, I have a Google folder. The folder is called, you know, the name of our restaurant. Matangas media. In it, I have the name of every single dish, the name of every single ingredient we use. Garlic, onions, uh, supreme pizza, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, breadsticks, tiramisu, Always, when I take pictures or videos, commercials, anything related to those items, it goes into that folder. So whenever I'm thinking about, oh, our next Feed the Family combo is breadsticks and pizza, I know where to go because I have all like I have ten shots of those breadsticks that I've taken throughout years. It all goes in there. It is you doing a little bit extra work, so you're going. It seems as though you're slowing down but you're creating something smooth because then later you can be much faster. You know, you're setting yourself up for success for later when you are setting up the next campaign and whatever, you already have the media um, for a lot of these different things. All right. I'm going to share with you five different finance kind of systems you need to have in place for your restaurant. First books, you need to have a bookkeeper. Of course, I mean, we've chosen to outsource it because I'd rather allocate my time in growing sales than digging into our receipts. You need to have a system for how you organize the receipts. Do they get scanned? Um, there are so many apps. You can get your managers to take pictures of those. How do you store those receipts? How do you communicate them to your bookkeeper? Those are all of that is, is you need to have systems for those. Next one, obviously, when it comes to finances, you need to have a system for closing the register, you know, cash deposits, all of those things. Do you have forms for your people to fill out? Do you have, you know, feedback loop? um with the bank you know does your cpa check those things you know ultimately you need to make sure you have a system for your closing the register are you going to be there every single night and we really don't want to do that so you need to have a system in place you can delegate to your managers or other leadership team in 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 your restaurant to take care of that number three when it comes to your finances you need to make sure you have a system for your profit and loss what is going to be your profit margin you know are you going to get reports from your cpa monthly what are you shooting for and obviously what's your budget for different things And how, how do you assess if your restaurant is indeed profitable or it's not profitable, you must have a system in place where you review your numbers obsessively every single month, if not every single week, because numbers tell a story, sometimes it's a horrid story, but uh, at times it's a good story you want to know of, but either way you need to be on top of your numbers. Next is, you know, you need to have a sales tax system. So what happened is, you know, the first time we got a CPA and I realized, oh, wow, how much they charge and they were submitting a sale sales tax. And every time she was doing that, they were charging us $70. I was like, wait a minute, I need to figure out how we're going to submit our sales tax ourselves, you know, years ago. And I created a system for it and I delegated it out to somebody else. So for example, sales tax system, it doesn't need to be something that you need to do every time, right? You know, figure out, create a systems around it and delegate it to other people to take care of it. Last but not least, the fifth one, and that is our 37th system that we covered in this show is you need to have a payroll processing system. We've chosen to use a payroll processing company. Are they perfect? No. Have we tried different payroll processing companies? Yes. Were they perfect? No, there is no such thing friend. And they will, you know, no matter what system you use POS, whatever, there is no perfect, nothing on planet earth. I've given up on that a really long time ago. If you're stuck on that, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to constantly get disappointed, but (laughs) you need to have a system for processing payroll that happens without you. So that is another task that we have systems around, um, that we delegate to other people to do. So it's not on my plate getting done, but I know that they're following this system. So it is getting done accordingly because we don't want to screw up and make mistakes in some of these aspects of the business. So I'm going to remind you of this, uh, quote that uh, is a quote or a motto, which is very famous from the seal teams. And that is slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. And particularly in business, it applies very much. There is, you know, when we opened our restaurant about six years ago, you look, we look back and many other restaurants opened up and they went in from one location to five to seven to 10. If you want to have a life at times, it is important to take just a few years, two to three years. Did you go in a little bit slower? creating these systems and create smooth operations. So later you can go way faster without losing your mind and continuing to have a life question of the day. I want to hear from you. I shared with you 37 different systems. I want to hear what are you going to be working on this week? Uh, where's your weaknesses? Where are your strengths? What systems you've created? You know, what, you know, if you have, if you want me to go into more depth in any of the systems that I shared with you, 37 of them, nonetheless, let me know. And I will do my best to share, uh, you know, you can comment below, uh, you know, or send me an email or what have you. Let me know how I can help you and dig a little bit deeper into some of the systems that I shared with you here. I am pro-systems because that's the key to my freedom. I, and I mean, my background is in engineering, so I really love creating systems and stuff. But overall, I'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If this was a show you tuned in on the podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a review. It would mean the world. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dev. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.